everybody. Happy New Year! Live from Koreatown on a beautiful Southern California day. It's the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. Happy that you're rocking with us for another year, folks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No matter where you are, we hope that 2020 is brighter than years past. And the best is yet to come, come the day or mine. I'm here with my brother Terry. He doesn't feel like doing karaoke because he broke his ankle yesterday, folks. How are you? I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm busted. <laughs> the shoot, the ankle's busted. Bad. What happened? Give us a give us a play by play. Play by play podcast. And it was a sporting related entry. What happened? It was. Well, I was actually playing basketball against a young man known as Bruh Milner, my son, and I tried to beat up his shot. Tried to block his shot, ended up landing on his foot, and then <laughs> the worst ankle twist known to mankind. <laughs> All bad. It, you know they say you know, say the, you do better to break to break it than to scratch I, your ligaments. I, honestly, I don't know if it's broken. I don't know if it's broken or if it's just a rip torn. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> fantastic actor rip torn. Well, Shout out right. to the late <laughs> Rip with the, maybe the best name in showbiz history, right? <laughs> rip torn. <laughs> Give me that piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, but um. It's pretty bad, dude. Bilateral comparison looks really, really bad. I have to go see our in in house doctor. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Got to go see Doctor Don. Uh huh. Got to need some PRP. You know, little. Well, whatever. You might need three hundred CCs, and I won't tell if you juice. Yeah, <laughs> great chance I will. I'm sure you will, cheater, juicer, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Juicer Terry on Miller the podcast is a juicer. <laughs> Don't be surprised if his performance on the podcast picks up. <laughs> Ah, uh, we got Ernesto on the scene. Ernie made it past January 1st. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've been trying to get a podcast up for you. You can call in 424-254-9663 and be upset at Ernie when we don't get podcasts up because he been hanging out in clubs. <laughs> Just hanging out and dancing. Don't. 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 He gives his podcast to every good easy. <laughs> Ernie's been doing He's out of champagne and roses Put diamonds on your finger Diamonds on your finger Ernie got drunk on New Year's Eve, folks And this is his penance Because because of that, we couldn't get a podcast up But Ernie is not in the minority there To be honest I think a lot of you guys are still hungover A lot of consumption of, a lot of consumption. the adult beverage But let me tell you what I was doing I was watching fights on Saturday A lot of them Man, oh man And there were some great fights it was. That was a good card, right? That was a really good card. Shout out to Showtime uh, and some surprises. Mm-hmm. Man, got my boy Uskatagi got work um, in the fight that I really, really thought was a— uh, Can you say that name fast five times? No, but uh, <laughs> not unless they pay me. But <laughs> the, the fight is that, that you have to give uh, comeback fighter of the year to Jean Pascal. Jean Pascal versus Badu Jack, and what a fight. It was controversy, though, because everybody feels Badu won the fight. I, so you talk to everybody. Yeah. I, I mean, literally. I've only got one more person. I didn't speak to Ernie oh, about okay. it. We'll talk to him off camera. Yeah. Okay. But we'll assume that he then we'll confirm. as well. <laughs> if, if he was sober enough to see the fight. <laughs> Something tells me he'll go along with whatever you say. You're right, dude. So, uh, but a lot of people in the Twitter sphere definitely felt like that Badu Jack won the fight. Even Floyd was devastated. Floyd was devastated. But but Floyd is always devastated that Badu can't get a decision. <laughs> Badu, get dub. Badu has a problem with the late start. Late Plain start. and simple. He got dropped early. He got dropped early and and honestly kind of got dominated early. 
And then he dominated the second half of the fight with a huge clutch knockdown in the 12th. That he needed, desperate. That he needed. It and seemed he couldn't like that get was the past all out of there. Yeah, but that was the decisive knockdown, you know, to take him over the hump as far as winning that fight. That's everybody what it thought that like. he had it. And, and I don't know if everybody was just a prisoner of the moment because you got caught up in the momentum right. of the second half, forgetting that he got knocked down and dominated in the first half, right. which happens a lot. I mean, it's 12 rounds. It's, it's, you need to keep your own scorecard off to the side mm-hmm. and, and turn it into yourself, you know, round by round so you don't go back. But it's a, uh, I don't know, people screaming robbery, that's too far. Yeah. It wasn't a robbery. The fight was close. Yeah. I thought that Badu won. I wouldn't have been mad at a draw. It's just hard to say that he lost. Well, I always love Badu's attitude about the whole situation. He's a, it seems like he's a great guy. And herein is my synopsis of why he can never get a decision. Too nice. Yeah. Because the world loves a heel. Yeah, and they, the squeaky what wheel gets the oil or whatever. Yeah, but 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 in the sports world and in the world in general, we love a jerk now. Yeah. This is it. This is why we have Donald Trump as the president. Yeah. It's why the Brits elected Boris Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's why you have uh, – uh, if you look at all over the world, there's a movement for this like kind of meanness, a darkness. Right. Not not just, you know, witty or sharp or, you know, oh, he's got a dark sense of humor. No, mean people. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, society is elevating mean people now. Right. I don't know why that is. I don't know what has changed it's a that. Mean season. Yeah, because in the past, not to say that – Ronald Reagan was any better than Donald Trump, to be honest. But they weren't outward with it. They they played the the role like they were good people, right? You know what I mean. And maybe this is better for us so that we can see the meanness on the outside instead of somebody having a dark intent from the inside. You maybe know maybe that is the case, and we just have to open our eyes to it. That's the thing. Recognizing that you know people like the the bad stuff and the dark stuff because Badu Jack lost the fight, but he didn't blame anybody. Just like when Anthony Joshua lost, oh, he, lost the fight. Very you know, after the fight, they like, hey, hey, give this guy credit. He won. You know this and that. Everybody, you know, you don't you're not running a guy down. You no, know, he said this name. is my brother. Yeah, this is my brother. I love Jean, and yeah. he got the the victory, and we move on. Now another thing that I think is this actually fits with. Why don't you put it up on a chair? That's what I'm great saying. Go ahead. It's not, I mean, we're on a podcast. It's cool. <laughs> Um, elevate rice. Right. Even though I just read a recent study that said rice is not necessarily the best thing. Rest, ice, compress, elevate. But mm-hmm. the ice is always the top dog. Okay. Uh, anyways, but I think the key is supposed to be above your heart. So if you can, you may want to put it up on the top side. Next of level. Thing. Yeah, for you. Thank you. You want to go. There you go. That's Ugh. how it's supposed to get up there. Ooh, draining. <laughs> Slurpy. <laughs> so, uh, but the other piece is, in my opinion, is that this is consistent with the all-out war on faith in public space because Badu Jack always mentions uh, his Muslim faith Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. his fights in the warm, in the buildup, in the post fight. He's always thanking God for when, you know, getting through the fight, even when he had that crazy busted head, when he he had the Xbox, when he got the Xbox symbol on his dome, on his forehead, (laughs) you know, but he's always talking positive. He's always talking about God. It harkens me back to the situation with, uh, Tim Tebow, who did nothing but win, but he rubbed people the wrong way because Manny he was Pacquiao. outward with his faith. When Manny Pacquiao became a, 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 a devout Christian, suddenly he mm-hmm. started losing questionable decisions, so on and so forth. Uh, but it, it, it's in general, if you keep an eye on it, when people speak out about their faith, whatever faith, I'm not even I'm not promoting one faith or the other in this situation. Mm-hmm. When people speak out about faith in a higher power they are more apt for the system to not cooperate with them mm-hmm. in comparison to people who are willing to 
step and fetch it and tap dance uh, in the in the interviews and, and basically not have a, a storm. Yeah, not have a belief system and in general. And then they can act amoral. System, and it's, that's it. You know, their, their belief system more is, is idolatry. Right. Because their belief system and their God then turns into money, money. cars, uh, women. That's it. This, this is and, – and these people – Always end up with the the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the societal right. uh, thing because we've incentivized in what we think is a results based society we've incentivized those results as the optimum success as right. opposed to integrity and you know a lot of other uh, faith based principles if you will well you know a lot of people have have the the thought that if you have money then you have everything solved yes. Yes, if and you have, and there's a very different muscle between making money and being intelligent. Right. There are a lot of bozos who are stone rich. I know a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of really dumb rich people. Don't think because somebody has more than you that they're smarter than you. They may know how to hustle or have more, get more dough than you, but doesn't necessarily <laughs> that's their mean gift. That, that's yeah, or that's their focus. Yeah. You know, but either way it goes, it was a great match. I mean, that was a big knockdown in the twelfth. I thought I thought Pascal was going to be out. Yeah. And he was on, I mean, rubber legs. He was on rubber legs, but then he started started chunking them. Give him the spaghetti legs. He he was. Both of the guys had heart, though. Both of the guys showed big heart. If you haven't seen that fight, go back and watch it. Great, great ticket on show. There was a lot of good fights last year. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a lot of good fights that happened this year. Uh, Ooh, last year. Oh, excuse me. Slipped (laughs) up already. Um and then the, the the headlining fight was a bit anticlimactic, to be honest, because it was actually no, I'm lying. Say, no, it, it was so. it, it was a it was an exciting fight, but in the wrong ways mm-hmm. because it was Gervonta Tank Davis versus Yurikos uh, Gamboa, who, by the way, is rumored to be a Cuban 38. Okay, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so the rumor has it that he's 45 years old or something like that in real life. Gamboa was a fighter who never realized his potential. I remember when you keep saying that, but I don't. I mean, he he doesn't have a lot of losses on his record, and he was a champion, and he did his thing. I mean, he a lot of people never live up to their potential. It's just that in the in the sport in the era that he came up, I don't think that it's as much talent as it is now. I don't know about that, but he came up in the era. I mean, he's been fighting for a long time. Yeah. And I remember when 50 Cent promoted him because he was 50's first big marquee boxer, and he right. was like the next next. Right. And and he, you know, lost a couple times and lost in an ugly way. Terrence Crawford put I pulled out the whooping stick on him. Yeah, but you're talking about Terrence Crawford. Well, top dog. Yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not saying that. But then beyond that, he you know, he did look bad in some journeyman kind of fights. He was out the ring. You know, it is what it is. But but what my point is, is that even at 38 years old, holding a regular belt, and once again, I'm upset with all of these different belts and so on and so forth and blah, blah, blah. But he was holding a regular belt, which then in turn Tank Davis was challenging him for. Uh, they sold out Atlanta. Tank earlier this year sold out Baltimore. He really is a superstar in the making. Uh, Mayweather Promotions has done the best that they can to protect him while also growing his popularity. Well, we spoke to who was that in the industry that we spoke to in the past, and they were talking about building fighters, yeah, and yeah. building fighters, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And he seems to be to to me what I saw this weekend was a guy who they're building in a sense of not through fighting but through promotion because he looked very vulnerable. So this is this is to get to the actual fight. Fight starts. Uh, both guys dancing around. Davis lands a few punches. Gamboa lands a few punches. Second round, Davis drops Gamboa. Gamboa goes down in a weird, like, growing stretch kind of position. 
where one leg is bent under and one leg is extended. And he, he when he's getting up, he looks back down at the floor like he slipped or like somebody kicked him or something. Yeah, he said, something's wrong with my shoe. That was not what he said immediately. Immediately, if you if you rewatch the knock down, he just looks back in a very similar way that Kevin Durant looked back when he tore his Achilles. Or anybody that, else who's yeah, done it. Yeah. Where it looks like where it feels like somebody tripped you where there was a sniper. It was a it was a hallmark Achilles injury. So what ends up happening is Tank can't get him out of there. He tries to hold the rest of the round. He's holding, gets to the corner, and says, something's wrong with my shoe, change my shoe. His corner acts like they don't know what that means. <laughs> and then and also he said, I can't go on. He said, I cannot go. I can't go. That's it. I can't compete. I can't go. Jack Reese, who's a wonderful uh, referee, said, I don't understand. Get back in there. And his corner told him, get back in there and shut up. What we saw for the next 10 rounds was incredible. You, uh, Gamboa. I've never seen anything like this. Put on a display of tolerance and heart that you rarely will see matched for 10 rounds. In any sport. Where he actually, if you watch the post fight, he touched Tank up a lot. Now, this is an old fighter that's on one leg that can only punch with arm punches. He couldn't sit down on any of his punches. No. And in real life, I feel like if Gamboa was 100%, he could have caused some serious damage to Tank in that last uh, fight. Yeah. Because Tank didn't look good. He was hitting him, and he was opening up. Well, he couldn't by, even throw punches. By the eighth or ninth round, he looked like he was out of shape. He 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 had a hard time making the weight. They had to give him extra time. He was two hours late to the weigh-in and was a pound and a half over. They gave him another two hours. He loses the weight, and he looked sluggish. He just he didn't look like the headliner on the card that you wanted him to look like. Eventually, he ends up getting the knockout, and all you read front, right, and center is about how great Tank Davis is, how he's the next, and so on and so forth. Now you guys all probably saw the fight. I was totally unimpressed for, and then Tank after the fight gave you classic boxer where they asked him if he, well, how he wanted to take advantage of Gamboa's injury, and he said he didn't even notice Gamboa was injured. Come on, man, get out of here with this nonsense. You, know, you, you got to play like filth, that. Filth, Florin, filth. Yeah, because what are you going to say? I couldn't knock out a forty-five-year-old man. It took me twelve rounds to knock out a guy on one leg and that, found, and, that touched me a few and times. Me in trouble a little bit. Yeah. So here's my point. And this goes back to classic A-side, B-side nonsense and stables and blah, 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 blah. They could have called that fight off when he said he couldn't go. The fight would have, from what I understand, would have been DQ'd in like a non-contest, basically. But instead, his corner and the ref forced him to go out and compete, kind of knowing that Tank was going to win at this point. Right. And instead of, and, and, and if it would have been stopped before, I think it's four or five rounds, it's almost like a baseball game where then it goes to, before there's a chance when it stops, it can go to the cards. There's another right. chance when it stops, it's just a DQ. That's well, what rules were set place before the fight. Exactly. And my point to you guys out there in Ozone Land is, if they stop this fight when they should have stopped the fight after he said, I cannot compete, this is a really bad look in general. Tank doesn't get the belt, so they can't say he's a three-division champion or whatever division champion that he's supposed to be. And it seems to be more of the same as far as constructing a fighter as opposed to building the fighter in, through fights. Right. So now we get the hype of Tank being this, Tank being a champ, Tank being that. And what I wanted to go over with you is a roster of people that, based on these last few outings, I really don't know if Tank has worked for. Now, Tank's whole thing, he is a superstar in the making. He's very popular. He's popular with rappers. He's popular with actors. He's popular with, you know, with just the popular. cool kids. Yeah. You know, and that's important. Uh-huh. Now, 
He rides up in a Lamborghini, all this kind of stuff. But he should ride up in a tank, in my opinion, which would be really cool. But um, honestly, I definitely, and I've been a proponent. You guys have heard me say for a long time that I really thought that he had work for Lomachenko. This version of Tank fights Lomachenko, he's going to get embarrassed. Yeah, to the point where he might. He might quit. Quit. He might quit. Or he might get knocked out. But I think he would get knocked out, honestly. Loma get you out of there. Because I really don't think I honestly don't believe Javanta would quit just because of ego and pride. Yeah. Which would give him a, even more of a beating. Yes. But at this point, he would definitely have to polish up his skill set. And I don't know if it's because he doesn't I think he get enough fights. It. He doesn't get enough rounds. And then he also, what we have to recognize about Tank more so than anything is that he has a serious lack of discipline. It's clear. There is a crazy discipline that goes on with being a champion of that anything. You that, you have to, that you have to have and respect. Yes. And it just doesn't seem like he has that. Lomachenko, you know, Lomachenko has it. He has it. He's I mean, in the gym right now. Yeah, Haney has it. I mean, he, Haney has it. I don't think Loma. Let's go through the list. Loma, Loma has worked for for Tank at this point, and yeah. I, I hate to concede that, but yeah. Loma has worked for Tank. I do not think Loma has worked for Tiafimo Lopez. No, but but Loma has worked for Tank. Tiafimo Lopez has worked for Tank. Yes, because Tiafimo is disciplined and he cares. Yes, and he also has the knockout drops. Right. He gets you out of there, and that's going to be a good fight when they make that fight between Loma and Tiafimo. To be honest. Um, then to to take it back, you know the they they said there was no money in the fight, but a guy that I, even though he's smaller, I don't think this version of Tank has worked for Tevin Farmer. No, Tevin's disciplined. Tevin moves and is hard to hit. Yeah, and Tevin's going to put the paws on him, and he's going to be ready for twelve. Yeah, I don't think he has work. And this was the one that I when I was making my list, I thought about it. I don't know if Tank beats Ryan Garcia at this point. Ryan Garcia looks nice. The problem is also doesn't get enough rounds. Yeah, but. who doesn't get enough rounds? But he actually looks like he has heart and he has the discipline. The problem is that Tank just really doesn't the discipline part. You can't state enough. No, he's. This is not the first time he's had a you know had a problem making weight, making weight, a, a problem in the ring. Yes, you know? and not only that, you see him when he's not fighting, how he blows up. Yep, it's hard to do, man. It, you can't. You have to respect the the fact that if you're a fighter, your job is to stay in shape all the time. All the time. Until you're not fighting anymore. That's I right. can understand that you can get a little bit overweight or out of shape or whatever, but the way that he looks when he's out of shape, I mean, you wouldn't even know, recognize that he was a fighter if you look at some of his photos. And Mikey Garcia was not impressed, as was a lot of the non-boxing, uh, a lot of the, the boxing world was not impressed. Yeah, well, and a, and a lot of stuff that's going on is that you see that if he can't knock you out, then he's going to have a problem. Now he has right. to, And at 135, that, that power didn't translate as much no. because Gamboa ate a lot of those shots like it was nothing. Yes. And even with the knock, knock down. He would have got up from that last knockdown yeah. that they, that when they called the fight. Yeah. I'm glad that they stopped it. But, you know. I'm glad they stopped it, too. They didn't need to keep going. Because, honestly, when you look at the whole ball of wax, it looks just like they just put him out there as a sacrificial. That's line. exactly what it was. The Gamboa's past his prime. He got some money. They were expecting him to roll over. He came to fight. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was going to give him a problem. And, and he exposed Tank in certain ways, for sure. Uh, we now have a word that Gamboa had a ruptured Achilles, and they don't know if it was completely ruptured or partially torn. Uh, this new news is making it sound like he was just partially torn because Bad Left Hook is saying he's going the Kevin Durant route, saying he's avoiding surgery. Yeah, he's not going to have to have surgery. They said they did an MRI, said he can rehab it, it for about three months and then come back. Kevin Durant didn't do it. <laughs> He did, but remember he was down for like six or seven weeks, and and that's when they told him lied and told him that it was a calf thing, and that is dangerous. And I think that eventually he's going to tear it. But honestly, at this point, 
Gamboa is probably just looking to right off into the sunset and get one more big payday because he gained a lot of fans on Saturday night with that display of heart. He gained a lot, a lot of fans. All right, and then uh, uh, along those lines, yeah, I don't know if he's got work for those guys. But if you look at it, Mikey Garcia blasted him. Everybody knows nobody wants work with Mikey Garcia at 135. Right. Uh, Mikey Garcia blasted the fight and Gervonta, saying mm-hmm. he was unimpressed. Terrence Crawford has been going back and forth with Gervonta on on uh, because Terrence, on Twitter. Yeah, Terrence Crawford, he's Tank was trying to compare what he did to you know Gamboa to what Terrence Crawford did, and it's not really you know we can't compare that. That's yeah, two different times. Yeah, yep, and uh, yeah, and Time so space continuum <laughs> beyond. <laughs> yeah, so they, uh, yeah, so the boxers were not impressed. One thing that I did like about Tank, two things. One, he's likable. Yes, because even when he talks afterwards, they were like, "What do you think about tonight's fight?" Jim Gray asked him. He said, "You know what? I give myself a C plus, <laughs> and that's that's real. That's a that's an honest assessment. It and wasn't a great outing. Though this is why he's marketable." Good looking kid. Mm-hmm. He knocks people out. Uh-huh. You know. And, and you like him. You know, and you, just, you like him. I want him to succeed. Yes. I want Tank to fulfill his potential. Yeah. So yeah. So he's uh he said that's what he said. He said he gave himself a C plus. And and in general, he comes off very likable, but there's a chance that he could turn into Adrian Broner if he isn't careful. Oh, please don't do that. One this is what enough. I'm saying. I don't I don't think that he has that kind of persona or whatever to be an Adrian Broner. I know that these guys get caught up in the money and everything else, but hopefully nobody's character is corruptible like Adrian Broner has, you know, the path that Adrian Broner's went down. I Man. mean, Broner got to the point where he wasn't even interested in fighting anymore and more soon he was interested in causing confusion. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the, a surprise in the world of boxing is, is that Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury are going to forego a press tour to – to promote their highly anticipated rematch on February 22nd in Las Vegas. And I think they're taking a page out of WWE and they just want to do the national championship for football appearances. Yeah. I I mean, I think it's a great idea, but why would they have to promote that fight after that last fight? Well, come on. That, that fight. But Tyson promoted. Fury was interested in doing it. And Deontay is not. And he came and out Tyson, talking crazy. Yeah, Tyson Fury wants to put him to sleep for it. And T- Tyson Fury yeah. said, you a bum, you a big dosa. You scared to be in the room with me. And and you should be. And I'm going to punish you this time. Last time you caught me fat, out of shape, and fresh off the cocaine. <laughs> he said, this time you're going to sleep. And it's funny because the Brits are really talking reckless to Deontay Wilder. And you haven't heard much from Wilder. I'm happy he's not turning heel. Um, but you haven't heard much from him because Anthony Joshua just recently spoke out on his approach to, what the, to the fight with Wilder. He said, uh, he said that, he plans on fighting Wilder in 2020. He goes, he wants to stop all this confusion about people acting like he doesn't want to fight. He said, I unified all the belts in 20 fights. Wilder's got more than 40 fights. Why is it taking him so long to unify? I'm here. You know where all the belts are if you want it. And the truth of the matter is, I'm going in there and fighting guys like Ortiz and blah, blah, blah. These aren't top-ranked heavyweights. These, aren't, uh, these, are, these are heavyweights, but they're not the top-ranked guys. Dominic Brazil, Tyson Fury said that, came out real, said Tyson Fury said that Dominic Brazil is average at best on his best day. <laughs> <laughs> and so Anthony Joshua straight came out and said, he's not going to have a seventh-round knockout against me because he ain't going to get to the seventh round. Woo! He said, I'm coming in there to knock him out. And I think that he could do he it. Said, he said, he's got pop. And he goes, there's different ways of getting hit. There's concussive ways of getting hit. There's flash ways of getting hit. And then there's ways that you get hit that you don't get up from. He said, everybody in the world knows Deontay Wilder has the latter. But I'm not scared of it. And the truth of the matter is, 
I'm not letting him get to seven to hang around to do that. I'm planning on getting him out of there early. This would, if he fought Anthony Joshua, like I always say, is that this would be the first time that he fought somebody who would, you could consider his peer or equal. Athletically. Yeah, athletically. Because, I, well, I, well, who has he fought that's been at like his age, same age, same height? Yeah. Same, yeah. he doesn't have the power that, that Deontay has in one hand, but he does use both hands. Yeah. You know, he, combos. Yeah, blah, combos, blah, blah. and he's, he's got thunder. I mean, the dude's got, what, all but two knockouts? I'm very, I'm, go, I'm so excited about this fight on the 22nd. I don't. I don't know which <laughs> like way to go now, man. I, if it was in Vegas tonight, I would be there. I, I don't know which way to go on this thing, but it's hard to think that it, it's it's man. It's hard to call because Deontay Wilder can is is in trouble in fights until he's not. But I want to see how Tyson Fury's eye holds up. But Tyson Fury had a chance to get him out of there in that last fight, and now it's going down. Well, I feel like I'm going to take Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury dominated that, that fight except for two rounds, and. To yeah. me, Tyson Fury won. And he the fight. even low key almost dominated that fight, that round. That <laughs> the, he, the last round, they got knocked down. Yeah. And he get, had him in trouble again because he's a boxer. Boxers, for the most part, and out of shape. Tyson Fury took away Deontay Wilder's right hand, and the only time that Deontay and like you said, you're in trouble. You're you know he's good until he's not. Well, he's not until he's, he's good. not until he's good. And yeah. in that, can he take it? He really, I haven't really seen Deontay. Against Ortiz, he's taking a, some some big punches, but overall, if you take him from a young man like Joshua, cons- you're gonna have consistently, a problem. you know, you're gonna have a problem. I don't think that he, I don't think honestly that he can beat Ruiz. Ruiz is a, actually a good boxer if he comes in discipline. Yeah, but from what I understand, Ruiz doesn't even talk to many robots anymore. No, so he, he got his cheese and he's finger popping. <laughs> uh, last piece I want to cover on boxing because we want to move on to this college uh, football uh, bowl series. I want to shout out uh, Arthur Betterbiev. Because we saw Better Biev win, unify the belts at 175 and, you know, not unify, well, unify two of the belts. And Canelo then in turn went and fought Kovalev and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's Bivol, blah, 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 that 175 weight. But Better Biev has said and turned down millions of dollars by saying, I'm not fighting in China. And I'm not fighting in China on principle because they have a genocide going on of Uyghur Muslims, and I'm a Muslim, and I can't fight there. It is so rare that you see somebody willing to sacrifice their cheese, you know, uh, for what they believe in. Right. And it is uh, it was a purse a purse bid that was going to take the fight to China. China won. <laughs> and if the WBO, I think it's a WBO belt that he has, if the WBO punishes him for that, he really, really, the WBO, they, they're going to lose all credibility with this. Well, if that was the case, then the WBO and uh, whoever else was the promoter shouldn't have never let China be in the process of bidding for the fight. You yeah. Know? Because China and most of the countries that are dealing with human rights issues are always going to have to outbid other countries. To and they did by $1.9 million. Yeah. They over they, they uh, overbid. Yeah, they're going to have to. Nation. Yeah, they're going to have to do that. Obviously, because they, you know, they need to get those those things there. They need to get the fights there. I don't know why Rock Nation is fooling with them either. Yeah, and that's what they're talking about, seeing more fights in Saudi Arabia. The same thing. Yeah. They're trying to buy everybody's silence and compliance. It's unbelievable. And once again, everybody complies because of the cheese. Yeah. Man. Well, moving on. College Bowl Series is here, and that means do it for the tippers on the hot seat. Hey, you guys. Do it for the tipper. <laughs> what it do? Feeling? 
Slow motion. How y'all doing? Happy New Year, Ozone. Hey, happy, happy New Year. Thank happy God. Year Another year rocking and rolling with sports talk. Uh, side note, before we get into your college football, we didn't get a chance to talk to you before the big bowl games, but we still got one to, to come. But uh, how did you have the fight this weekend with Badu Jack and John Pascal? I did not watch that fight. Oh, I'm sorry, Ozone. I'm slacking. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Then no. All right. So talk to us. We had a, a situ- couple situations popped up. We had Alabama and Michigan. We had your Clemson Tigers and Dabo Sweeney get a lot of love from the referees. And we had an absolute blowout. We had an absolute blowout with Joe Burrows looking like Joe Montana or Joe Namath uh, uh, against Ohio State. Talk to us about what went down and what do you see happening on the National Championship Day on January 13th. All right, so Michigan and Alabama, we already knew what that was going to do. Uh, we knew Michigan and, and the Harbaugh. That's one Harbaugh that can't play and that can't coach in a big game. Mm. The outcome is always the same. He gets there, his team is just never seems like he's prepared or has his team prepared to play or win in the big games. So Nick Saban in Alabama with the backup quarterback, just went ahead and just rolled tied all over them. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, though. Do you think that that's a talent thing or is it a scheme thing? I think it's a scheme. The talent is there. Come on, that's, you know, Big Ten football. So kids are either going to go to the Ohio State, they're going to go to, you know, Michigan just to wear the Jordan apparel alone. And, you know, it's just the, the skills and the talent is there. I think it's just he, does, he, he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have it right now. And maybe he needs to – you know, take a couple of a couple of years off for a season off so he can, you know, recoup and just try to get his mind right because he's just not doing it. And it's a letdown for that for the for the big blue and also for them kids. You know, mm. the best thing about it is they're getting their education. But a lot of kids is also transferring out of there because for some unknown reason, they can't win. You know? So that's my opinion on that. Um, but jumping to that that classic, that, that LSU game with Mr. Broadway Joe. You know, <laughs> Touchdown Joe, boy. He put the ball on, in the zone. Are you kidding if me? You ever, if you ever, ever played any EA sports game. <laughs> and, <laughs> he giving you the T. Martin. He giving you the T. Martin where you have to either pull the plug. <laughs> I've never done that. It is 49-7 <laughs> at halftime. 50 points and a half? They could have put up 120 points if they felt like yeah. it. Right. In a bowl game. In a bowl oh, game. Man. Against a number four team in the country. Yes. That's not supposed to happen. <laughs> it's not supposed so, to happen. So we can say that Burroughs is ready for the, for the pros. Burroughs is ready for prime time. <laughs> yeah. And this is what I want to know. On what team? Yeah. He plays on. He's ready. Yeah, but is but here's this is what I want to know about Clemson and Dabo Sweeney. Are they going to give him all the time? Because he it, in that game, the pieces of the game that I watched before it became disgusting. This kid had so much time. He was back there sewing and knitting, and he had time to pour himself a cocktail. He had time for receivers to run crazy routes. Man, check it, in, check it out. His receivers must be running a four. Point oh forty because yeah, <laughs> everybody's Usain Bolt. I mean, they just run right by. What didn't even look like great routes. Everybody just ran right by the defenders. Right, so straight phase. Joe Burris is real. He's San real. Fernando Road. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't going to even run on Joe. He's real, and um, but again, to to jump back to to Clemson, 
I think Clemson Tigers and Dabo Sweeney, they, they're going to make those adjustments. So with Broadway Joe, you know, Broadway Joe Burroughs, will he have the time in the first half? I think he will. I think he'll have that time. But with the adjustments, and this is, I'm about to give a shout out. This is one thing. If you play EA Sports, Madden is in the game. Icons is pretty decent at making in-game adjustments, and I think yep. that Davos would do the exact same thing um, in this championship game coming up on Monday. Now, do you think that was the difference between what ended up happening on? Uh, did you did you feel like that was the difference? Yeah, or, or do you feel like it was that that love call from the refs? Man, that call was love. It was love because <clears throat> that's a that's a. It was a bad call. It was a bad call. Just plain and simple. You but can't front on it. What can you do? You can't front on it. You can't change it. So if I was the opposing team as head coach, I would have called a timeout to you know to get my team just focused. Like, okay, we lost one of our key players, but we still got a whole nother half and a whole nother play. So don't let this one play determine the whole outcome of the game. Right, because you're playing against. You have to, you know, you playing against last year's national championship team. Right, so they're going to come back, and they're not going to fold. They're going to come back in that second half. They're going to come back in that next play, and be ready. That's the Dabo Swinney squad. He's, you know, he amped up on the sideline. He's a motor. Like he's a player. Yep. Like he's a player. He's so, the twelfth man. You know, <laughs> he's the twelfth man. <laughs> yeah. So that you know. Going into Monday, we got the battle of the Tigers. We got the purple and gold, and we got we got the, the G-E-A-U-X Tigers, and we got Davos <laughs> Tigers. It's going to be an amazing – these bowl games are simply the best. <laughs> so who do you have? What, what's going on? Ozone. I called it at the beginning of the season. Who we fooling with? All season. I said that it, I'm rolling with Dabo Swinney. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just want to hear you say it. Uh, Dabo. What's the line on it now? LSU is is way favored, or what's the line? Because I think we may need to make a wager. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think Vegas needs my cheese. Look, I haven't even checked. I've been just so pumped up just from the bowl season and the games. I haven't even looked at none of the lines. Like I'm just I'm just pumped. I'm rocking my orange and blue today. And probably for the rest of you know until Monday because I'm representing. But either way, man, it's, it's I would I would bet the over on the game. Um, I don't think that the spread if the spread probably be will most likely be like six points. Uh huh. For for LSU, three and a half or six. I tell you what, the national championship games usually come down to the last play. They usually a lot of times. they a lot of times the games actually are the tightest games you know going. Whether that's at the Rose Bowl, Vince Young style, uh, and Lindell White, or whether that's, mm. you know, like what Lindell. we're about to see. Man, Lindell. Or even, you know, a couple of years ago, Deshaun Watson, when he pulled off the, you know, the, the, the miracle the yeah. throw. Yep, yep. So it, it goes down. It really does. And I'm going to be sad for the season to, you know, to, to, to leave us. But, you know, Ozone this season was absolutely amazing because, you know, hands down, the top 10 constantly changed. Um, it was, you know, everyone had a chance, and all these kids literally played hard. Now, I want to bring something to y'all's attention with Ohio State and the uh, the kid Chase Young. 
want to ask y'all really quick. He's going to be maybe the top five defensive end in uh, in the upcoming draft. Right. If you were to be playing and you know that you're going to be that top five, would you sit out or would you play and risk the chance of injury? It's the age-old question. Yeah, but for me – Defensively, I I feel – Okay, so go ahead, T. No, I would always play. I I, I don't subscribe to the theory of, you know, you can get hurt at home. We watch a lot of – You just did. Yeah, I just got hurt at the house. (laughs) (laughs) Your your draft stock plummeted. Yeah, my draft stock – You know, I dropped to the 50-something round. (laughs) And they only had about 10. (laughs) (laughs) But but I'm always – I'm always a fan of playing, man. You better yourself by playing. You can raise your stock. And this is having confidence in yourself. I, you cannot play sports worried about getting hurt. But you're top, a, but it, you're top five. You're top five. At that point, you, you know, probably have insurance. Yeah, yeah. At this point, you probably have insurance. I mean, when you see the Willis McGahee and you see the bowl game and you see his knee get bent backward, just like, ooh, he should have sat out. Yeah, yeah but, but, then, but how far in between but, is that? Well, in football, it's kind of common. But I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I'm a fan of playing, and, and I have the limp to prove it. I always play. I play when I'm hurt. I play when I'm not hurt. If I can lace them up, I'm going to play. Now, I think it hurts the integrity of the sport. I think it hurts college sports. I think it hurts professional um, sports because you guys are not – now you're not playing for the love of the game more so than you're paying for the financial. And I can understand it more so in football than anything because your money's not guaranteed. But at the same but time – But I would get insurance. Yeah, you get insurance. Not only that, you can make your stock maybe even rise if you if you step up. Well, what but what the but Tipper is saying, five. you're already you're already at the top of the pops. But, but yeah, if you're already at the top of the every, pops, yeah. I need the ring. Yeah. I need to be the Lord. Of the, I need to be Magic Johnson. I need to be the Lord of the Rings at every level. High school, college, pros. And, and that's then, what Kobe said too. Kobe said, "Play, wrap up <laughs> Hall of Fame." But I also understand it on the other side. Yeah, the thing is, if it, if you're a quarterback, if you're a running back, if you you know if you can cause a serious impact on the game, then I would be like, you know what, I'm playing. But you're actually defensive end now. Going into the season, midway in the season, the kid had something like 15, 16 sacks. Towards the end of the season, you can see him start pulling up because somebody had to be in his ear. Like, okay, look, you know, we can get out this double wide trailer. If you don't get hurt, you're still going to be top five. So it limited mm. his play. You can see him pulling up and not doing a whole lot, not going as hard because, you know, you want to get up on that stage and shake hands with the commissioner. Uh, if what, you get hurt, you may drop yourself down, you know, Regardless of, you, we all know. It's like if you're winning, everybody wants to be your friend. But if you get injured, you almost forgotten. Yeah, but football, they'll be able to come back next year. My my whole thing of it is, is that the the biggest reason why I wouldn't, if I wasn't going to play, I wouldn't play is because the college doesn't care about you. That's the biggest thing. But yeah, and they're also cashing in on this and bowl thing. And they're also and, cashing and in. That, on that. that makes the argument to not play because ultimately, if you're top five, you're already top five. Right. And, but you, but, you, but maybe you guys you get in between uh, one and one and four, you know. Mm, I mean, you, I mean, there's still big money in between you, that difference. But if you're top five, you're interchangeable. At one to five is interchangeable for that position, in I, my opinion. I contract. Yeah, you're getting paid. Yeah, you seven right. figures. So on a bonus. But, but I think where no I go. Would, I would really meet with meet with my teammates and meet with my coach and say, "You would hey, play. You Stop know, lying. Yeah. I know you. <laughs> you know what though." 
I would. I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be weak if you if you came up talking some nonsense. Like, you, you ain't gonna play. You, you trash, truck. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna play. Talk about, and you just like you talking about that kid who was pulling up. And now I'm probably gonna get hurt because you didn't play. Yeah, and just like that's what I was gonna say. Like that kid who's not playing all the way. He's gonna get somebody hurt. He's gonna hurt himself. All of us have played sports, and we all know that when you go in there and don't play. A hundred percent, you get hurt. That's like man, that's like the code of conduct. Yeah, yeah. You can't cheat the game. You can't cheat the game. The game like, oh, okay, you want to go seventy five? Okay, guess, guess what? Take this won't, with you. You won't go any. You go zero percent. You go zero. How about, that? How about that? So either you're going to play or you you aren't. You're not going to. But it's not going to hold a, this cartilage. Yeah, we're not going to give you a gray area where I, I'm going to pull up on the tackle or something. Okay. Well, no, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, do you? Do you no, no. But he said that the kid during the season, at the end of the season, was letting up a little bit. You could see it, and that's a problem. He was right. He was. Hitting the edge is hard. <laughs> he, he wasn't in the he corner. He getting double teamed. So as a defensive end, if you get double teamed, you're gonna either get pancake or somebody gonna accidentally put that helmet to the knee. Yeah, now, we know that the game is dirty. So you, you may have somebody in the locker room, a coach, or somebody that don't have no interest in you that's gonna say, you know what, take him out before he take our quarterback out. So then you asked out from shaking hands with the commissioner and getting that that big cheese. Hmm. Yeah. So, B, the thought process is like, you know what? I don't care if Big O call me nasty. We about to get paid. <laughs> we about to get paid. He'll call me nasty over lobster and shrimp next month. Serve and turf. Serve and turf. Uh, filet. Uh, yeah. But but you know I still need that game because I need that dub. I need that dub just, just because I would need that dub just because I need to shut Joe Burrows down. Yeah. Because he talking reckless. I don't believe. Blow me out. Blow me out. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just now, if we down 49 7 after the half, I'm like, out the game, hey, man. man. Let, 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 let your boy play, man. <laughs> I'm good. Get some fur. That's for y'all. Y'all nasty. Y'all be like, come on, give us a go. We can come back. We can't back with Tim. That's right. That's right. And we come back. That's what we're supposed to do. You're not you can't come back. You have to give your all, though. You, you got to believe. <laughs> I can't come back if you ain't with me. You got to be a believer. It's all team. Uh, you know it's all team over here. Man. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll check in with you then. And I know you're pretty pumped up about college basketball. We'll start covering that shortly. And know you have a lot to say about the NC dub. That's right. March Madness is getting ready to come up, fastly approaching. You know, top 25 coming to you soon with the big games coming. So we'll keep it posted until next week after we finish with this NCAA football season. Last thing for you. Is it Skull Nation or who that this weekend? Who you got? Ah, y'all know I'm going with the <laughs> No, you love we, them. I think we got it. I, I went and bought me a purple sweater. A of, purple Viking sweater. Of course, I got to go to black ones that didn't have a gray. Of course, I got to go with who that then if you going with the Vikings because <laughs> you always pick the wrong you team. You just said that we was gonna play on the right team and you was gonna have my back. <laughs> <laughs> you going with the right, going with the wrong team? Oh my goodness! I do it for the Timber. Always a pleasure. Happy New Year, health, wealth, and prosperity to you, brother. Nothing but peace and love. Out. And I'm out. So <laughs> late. Oh man, always a good time in the new year. You have a glass of champagne? No. Did you have three black eyed peas? <laughs> no. Can you pick it like Ozzy? <laughs> <laughs> that I can't use. <laughs>
Well, it's actually my favorite time of the football season, folks. One, because we've passed the winter solstice and the days are finally at the point where they're starting to get longer instead of shorter, which means more sunshine, which is what I live for. And right now we are going to call Trucker Dave to talk about the NFL. Hey, my brother's from the same mother. (laughs) (laughs) Trucker Dave, out on the road in the highway. How you doing? And happy new year. Happy New Year. Doing great. Doing great. Can't wait to for these playoffs to get going. It's going down. It's go time. Well, wild Card Weekend is my favorite, to be honest. I, these, these, I love these games because they're wild. I know, man. You never know what's going to happen in Wild Card Weekend. Wild. I know. I totally agree. What are you going to do with the New England Patriots? Can the New England Patriots pull it off without their vaunted bye? They need that bye so bad, like you need cartilage in your knees, in my opinion, and they don't got it. <laughs> so what what is Touchdown Tommy going to do out there while Gronk is smashing up Steve Harvey Legos on the New Year's celebration? <laughs> what is he doing with Julian Edelman and Sony Michelle in the squad? Talk to me about that game first. Well, you know what I would do is I would just go heavy with the run game, heavy with the run game. Uh, it looked It looked pretty good last week. He had like 74 yards. Shoney Michelle, um, the passing game, I just don't think it's there. I think Tennessee's just a terrible matchup for New England because you got personnel that played in New England, you got a strong running game, and you got Ryan Hill with the play action uh, pass and the bootlegs. That's just trouble waiting it's to happen. Trouble. Derrick Henry is trouble. The, the, the 250 pound running back is always trouble. And Tannehill seems like he has a, a real chip on his shoulder to show that what happened in Miami was a fluke. Right. And I also think that, you know, New England is going to have to commit to the blitz. So if, when they blitz, they got a great chance of getting burnt with that running game being, you know, as strong as it is with Derrick Henry. So if you commit to that blitz with Derrick Henry running the ball, you can actually get really, really burnt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, really it's, burnt. It's a bad matchup. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad a matchup. Very, very he's bad. He's a bad matchup for everybody. <laughs> he's a bad matchup for everybody. But right now he's really – because what I, what I was talking about before is that New England with their defense, which is great, they're small. Right. With Derrick Henry. Small. And if Derrick Henry, so they went with speed instead of, you know, bulk power. And, everything, and power yeah. and everything else. And Derrick Henry's a power and, back and that Derrick punishes Henry, you. Exactly. So in the latter part of the game, especially if they decide to run the ball 30 times, it, it, it could get ugly. I mean, literally, because. It's good, man. It has, I mean, that's, I agree with you. I think it's a bad matchup for the Patriots. I actually. You know who else is a bad matchup? Oh, sorry about that. Okay. I was just going to say, I actually think that it, obviously it's bad that they lost to the Dolphins because they didn't get to buy. But in a sense, it's good because they can actually have a wake-up call and say, hey, this isn't just a given. We're not just penciled in to the Super Bowl. Anyways, that's all I had to say. Yeah, I just think that um, it would be a bad – it's even – what people are talking about is, to me, it's a worse matchup for Baltimore because they do everything that Baltimore does. But I think they can do it just a little bit better in the playoffs. Wow. Tennessee's built for the playoffs. Tennessee's the sixth seed. So if Tennessee beats New England, they go to Baltimore. The first seed plays the lowest seed. So it could be it could get even worse for Baltimore. Everybody's penciling Baltimore in. If you gotta play Tennessee, man, Tennessee is that team that Baltimore was last year when nobody wanted to play Baltimore, but San Diego took care of um Baltimore because Baltimore didn't have experience with Lamar Jackson. Now he's got some experience under his belt. Yeah, and I also feel like if Tennessee can make it past the Patriots and get to um uh the Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore has terrible run defense. And that's and <laughs> that's a problem. And that's a problem. <laughs> Against the league's leading uh, rusher. Uh-huh. And then also you you talk about clock clock management, clock and time control, time of possession. 
So it's just it's just all around Tennessee. And Tannehill can put I the ball on the money. I yeah. So. Yeah. And and you know what? Tennessee has big receivers and yep. the rookie. AJ you know, they Brown. Got a rookie, that's nice. Yeah. They got uh they got Davis who gave New England problems before. Um, they got Adam Humphreys. They got man, it's. You know, and they got a good coach. Yeah, yeah. Vrabel is a great coach, and, I, and you know and what? An, and an ex, and an ex bat. Yeah, and I think that what yeah. I, th- I think that the the Patriots game plan is going to be stack the box and try to make Tannehill beat you. But for me, I would still run the ball. You can stack the box. I really don't believe that eventually. Yeah. Even if I got two and a half, three yards to carry, eventually that line is going to wear down because they're small. Earl Campbell, Jerome Bettis. You name it. Everybody has shown you over the years that Smith. That, that the big running back, I'm talking about the bigger guys, the big running backs are a problem in general, yeah. but the big running back is unstoppable in the playoffs. He, The big running oh, back no, no. is usually not affected by the conditions No, because I'm not throwing the ball. The ball isn't slippery. I'm just punishing you. I'm pushing forward and I'm punishing you, and eventually you're going to let me go. Yeah, and the dude's not interested in running outside. He's running, He's running between in the tackles. between the tackles. He can run outside too, but yeah. you know what? The difference with Tennessee is that's their identity. Yeah. What is New England's identity? You know, defense, special teams. Tennessee's identity is running the football. Don't forget videotape. <laughs> videotape is their identity. Well, <laughs> and this time it's going to work both ways because I'm sure Vrabel has uh, videotape on them as well. And right. they also, you know, I think in this game it's going to come down to mistakes. Who makes the most mistakes is literally going to pay for it. So if the if Tennessee comes out there and they're not disciplined, and end up making small mistakes, then they're going to end up losing it. I think that James White really might be the difference because they're going to have to use him out the backfield for passing out of the backfield because Tennessee actually they they do have decent defense, and so it's going to be yeah, tough. And do. Tommy and Tommy can't really move the ball like he used to. They Man. can't move the ball, and Tennessee really has one of the best safeties in football. And uh, if you don't commit to the run, or if you have too many three and outs, yeah. With that running, if if Tennessee gets an early lead on them. It's trouble. And another thing that Tennessee has is that they're not going to be intimidated by Gillette Stadium. They have, like, three former players. You got Deion Lewis, you got um, Malcolm Butler, and you got uh, Logan Ryan, who's played there. They're not going to be intimidated by the stadium. Like, Miami wasn't intimidated by the stadium because their former coach coached there. And he got them ready, and he knew what Tom Brady likes, and he knew what Tom Brady doesn't like. Same thing, like, with, uh, with Mike Rabel. Yeah. I think Tennessee's going to be comfortable. I look for Tennessee to win this game. If wow. They, wow. They, you heard it here. Experience. <laughs> they went from experience. That's about the only thing. Well, we're going to see which Tannehill shows up because right now he's riding. Him and Fitzmagic are, are the highest, got the highest confidence level of any quarterbacks in football, it seems like. Ryan Tannehill has been one of the best football uh, uh, quarterbacks in football for the last he month did, or he so. He ended up with the highest QBR rating, I do yeah. believe, in the league this year. But let's let's yeah. talk about this game. That, which might have been the best game of the year, this Seattle versus the 49ers game. Wow. Which one? The, the, Mar- the Mariners. The Seahawks versus the 49ers game that ended with that crazy, oh, wow. crazy stop and then a, a repeat of the Super Bowl in 2015 with them not running the play in time with a delay of game. Yeah. That was the biggest defensive I mean, play of the year to me. That was a great defensive play. Total discipline. He stopped. He did not overcommit. He knew. I think you you tweeted something that was so poignant. He knew where the goal line was. He did. You look at him. He watched it. He saw him catch the ball. He stayed in his position. He stayed in his stance. And as soon as he caught the ball, he hit him enough so that another player could come and help him wrap him up. And they both got And they devastated. both got him. And he, he see ne- it. and he never got a chance to even extend his arms. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. That great slow motion well, camera big, work, too. Yeah, it was. And the big thing about that game that I like is, 
hey, I'm glad Seattle lost so so Green Bay is the number one seed, man, because Green Bay is not a number one seed. Green Bay is yeah. phony. Yeah. And and you know what? I wish they didn't get the bye, but whoever they play in the second round is going to give it to Green Bay, even <laughs> in Green Bay. Yeah, and I'm and I'm saying that as a jaded, bitter fantasy football GM owner <laughs> of Aaron Rodgers who refused to put up any points this yeah. season. Got you, got what you. What can save them is that home field with that uh those weather conditions. That ice cold, it's real. Yeah, and that wind, man. So, but the Saints look really, really good. The New England game is so big that people aren't even talking about the other. Yeah, crazy, right? Right. <laughs> right. That's crazy because it can actually end the dynasty. Everybody's saying, "Okay, this is it, man." This is it. And uh, I don't know if the if the NFL wants Tom Brady to go out like that. So look for some favorable calls. Oh, you know that. Yeah. That's that's a, a must. But I'm looking at the yep. Patriots and the Patriots. I mean, not the Patriots, but the, the Saints. I believe the Saints can go all the way. I mean, literally, they have everything. They, they have, had everything last yeah, year. They and they, they got didn't jerked. have everything last year. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they no. got jerked. They would have beat New England if they didn't get jerked by the Ram call. Yeah, but we don't know that because they didn't even get a chance to get past the jerk call. I know. But this year, they have a better defense than they had last year. only thing is this year, they got to go on the road and win. Yeah. So that that's yeah, going to be do. interesting as well because if they – I don't know. I'm thinking they have to go to either potentially Philly or uh, – I mean, they have to go to potentially either Green Bay. They would do better to probably go running back in San Francisco – which is actually Santa Clara, which is actually San Jose, <laughs> in comparison to running around up in in uh, Green Bay or running around in Philadelphia or something to that effect, you know. But uh, a game nobody's talking about that I think is going to be a good game and possibly an upset and possibly not is that Buffalo Houston game. I really like I like both watching both of those teams play. Right. Houston just has no defense and Buffalo likes to put up points. Yeah, I, but you know what I, I'm 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 liking. Uh... I'm liking the Texans to win. I like J.J. Watt coming back. I like Watt coming and then back. I like, and I like the fact that uh, – I don't like the fact, but the fact that uh, Deshaun has lost last couple of years, was injured one time, I think he's going to get over the hump. He's a big-time ball player. To the second round. Yeah, and, and he's he, going to get at least into the second round. If they lose, it won't be his fault. That's what I'm confident in saying. I'm taking Buffalo. Really? Because the defense is so much better, and, and Houston's secondary is terrible. I mean, and then the only thing that Buffalo really likes is not not the only thing, but they like experience. And then they also their running game is not defined yet. But you have an old Frank Gore there that can grind it out. But who's going to stop Josh Allen? Everybody feels like Lamar Jackson has more rushing touchdowns as far as quarterbacks, but it's actually Josh Allen. Josh Allen can take off on you. Josh Allen actually has a hose, and he can exploit that secondary of the Texans. But is it going to be the same Josh Allen that just lost against the Jets? Josh, come on, man. <laughs> no, Josh Allen didn't just play against the Jets. Josh Allen played five snaps. I know, but the same Buffalo team would, you know what I mean? No, because that that was that was them sitting. They sat most of their starters. So if you sit most, I mean, you don't want to go. You don't want to go into the playoffs like that. I mean, to the Texans have a flaw, and not only that, we don't know what JJ Watt is coming back. So you know, is it JJ not just a name, or is it JJ Watt the stud athlete that we know? Well, they said he's been available for two weeks. He just hasn't been. He hasn't played for this exact reason. Which, I don't get the feeling that JJ Watt is going to come back and be half Watt. I think JJ. <laughs> you what are you giving him? He's giving you full wattage. <laughs> I think he's coming back. Full wattage, man. Telling you, y'all, full wattage. I'm taking Buffalo. What do you guys, what do you guys think about that? Uh, the New Orleans Minnesota game, and everybody's like massacre. You know, but uh, that should be a good game. 
Should be a good game, but I'm taking I'm taking Drew Brees and them. Drew Brees actually to me I feel like they have the most complete team in football. That's the loudest place I've ever been in my life at a sporting really? event. I went on my birthday. I was shooting a movie down there, shooting Homefront down there, and I and I ran into Bob Costas at the hotel in the gym. And Bob Costas, this uh-huh. was this was awesome. Bob Costas slid me tickets and field passes to the game. And wow. uh, so and cool. yeah, yeah on is. my birthday it was so cool. The homie BC mm-hmm. and he uh, he he slid <laughs> me. He shout out to BC. He slid me passes, and that was because he was at. Matter of fact, Dave, you had just missed him because he was at what's his name? He was at the Express premiere, and I and I met him at the Express premiere in Syracuse, and then he oh, uh, really? yep met him at the Express premiere in Syracuse, and I saw him in the gym and uh, working out, and he was like, hey man. And he said, what are you doing here? I said, oh, man, I'm working, hanging out. You know, it's my birthday, blah, blah, blah. He was like, here, what are you doing? And he was like, what are you doing tonight? I said, nothing. I don't even have to work tomorrow. He's like, so you're going to a football game tonight. You ever been to the, to the uh, Mercedes-Benz oh, Superdome? So cool. I was like, no, I haven't. And New Orleans is the best because it's right down the street. Oh, it is, man. Man, it's it the is. best. And, and the Superdome is like in the hot part of the city. You can walk. Yeah, it is. You know, and right. so I went up there and I was on the sidelines before the game. I've never been to a place that loud in my life. And I went back there. Oh, really? Yes. For that next year, actually, I was back there. That game was in October. And they played the Raiders, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they blew them out. And it might have been the Raiders. Of course. Who they played. <laughs> then then what, they, what they ended up doing was that was the year they uh, hosted the Super Bowl. The Saints didn't make it. It was the Ravens and the, the Niners. Francisco. I went back to that game. And it was – I think that the regular season game might have been even louder than the Super Bowl. Wow. That wow. regular season in in the Dome, in the Mercedes-Benz Dome, man, that is so loud down there. It has got to be hard to focus. You That's when they had German Shockey and everything. Yeah. Wow. Man, look at, look at Michael Thomas. The dude has over 1,700 receiving yards, which is number one. He broke the catch record. And we don't even talk about him as being like a top five receiver in football because he plays with Drew Brees. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, Drew Brees doesn't catch the ball, though. I see a lot of top-notch um, receivers who drop the passes. And Michael Thompson, I think, maybe had one or two drops this whole year. Yeah, Michael Thompson, I think he had one. Really? Yeah. One or two. Yeah, they put the stat yeah, up. Yeah, they put the stat you up. Know, it's funny. Crazy. They put the stat up every game, but they don't make a big deal out of it. Right, and like you, it's nothing. And it's a trip because you watch a lot of football. Guys drop a lot of passes. Yeah, they sure do. Edelman's one of them. <laughs> and he still owe me my money, right? Oh, really? <laughs> he never paid me he for never that. Paid bat. you? I saw it. I saw see it. I Julian? saw the check. Yeah, I see Julian. That's why y'all about to get eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> Think he get your cheeks in? Don't tell me you put the curse on. You put the curse on the ozone. <laughs> so fly, we in the ozone. You gotta pay debts. I gotta go home. Oh, he gonna stick the clutch. Oh, man. Right, yeah. It'll be a rough. If anybody get 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 dialed in, it will be them. But I yeah. just don't see this happening because if you win, you got to go up there and play Patrick Mahomes without a Gronk, um, <laughs> without a uh, their defense is Patriot defense is shaky, man. I mean, Gilmore is going to have to guard. I mean, they said he's probably going to guard Davis, but if he has to guard Brown, it's going to be the same thing like Devontae Parker's dude's got the same size. He can high point the ball. Yeah. What are you going to do if you – I mean, Patriots play a lot of man-on-man, cover zero. I mean, what are you going to do, man? They're going to have to bracket – they're going to have to bracket one of those receivers, man. I mean, if you do, then you got Derrick Henry to deal with. And you got to watch out for the bootleg. So, if Tennessee gets up on them first with their struggling three-and-out screen pass offense, it's going to be a problem. 
I'm, oh man, it's going to be a problem. I can't wait to see it. Well, I'm pumped. You got me pumped. I'm ready to go. <laughs> it's, it's, it's go time, baby. It's January. <laughs> <laughs> it's go time. All right, Trucker Dave. Well, we appreciate you calling in and uh, have All a happy right. new year out there. And we'll check in with you after the games. Yeah, it was great. We'll do a show. There it is. Yeah, take care. You too. Peace. Uh-huh. Ah. <laughs> Wow, what a great day in the Ozone. Second day of the year. We already got one in the can. All right, folks. You got anything else to offer? Uh, nothing but Domingo Yerman's got an 81-game suspension for that, his substance abuse. That uh, Was it substance? I thought it was for the domestic abuse. That was for beating up his his wife. I'm from the, what I gathered is substance. No, I think that was from beating up his wife. Uh, but and, and also Yankee great perfect pitcher Don Larson passed away. So David Stern? Oh, David Stern checked out. He really did take the game to the next level for us. He made basketball a global sensation. People checking out, folks. This is a new year, same you, but it can be any you you want to be. And I want to leave you with a quote about exactly that. It's a quote from Jean Guerre, Landscape of the Body author. And he says, it's amazing how a little tomorrow can make up for a whole lot of yesterday. Keep your hope, folks. Find it. Live in it. Be there. Because your hopes and your dreams can take you to the next level in your life, in your mind, for your goals. This is the Ozone. I'm your host. We got a lot of action for you this year. We're planning on a major expansion. Thanks for rocking with us from four years on this year, I do believe. Uh, And beyond, beyond, beyond. (laughs) The Ozone. (laughs) Your host, Omar Miller, clouding around with my brother. And this is. Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. This is not just a game. This here is my life. Put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah.